with your host Connor Nolan. Follow on Twitter at CMeds11 for picks, podcast drops, download, subscribe, unsubscribe, subscribe again, give a rating. It's all very much appreciated. Uh, recapping last week's uh, performance went 2-5 and five, down 4.6 units, bringing the overall record to 500, 37-37, now down 6.55 units overall. Just so far tough uh tough go at it unfortunately but absolutely pathetic uh but still a lot of season to be played just some tough ones out there and also lose the game of the week in kansas state who was absolutely dominating tcu uh while martinez got hurt almost right away uh the backup howard seven a great game i mean this team was up 28 to 10 at one point and just fell apart i mean how I mean, they bring in the third-string quarterback. He doesn't know what the hell's going on. So I can't really blame him too much for that. But, I mean, they had this game in the bag. Kansas State was the right choice. Uh, is just getting lucky with all these um, quarterbacks going down that they're facing. It's absolutely just heartbreaking to us, at least. I'm sure they love it. But um, And they also missed two field goals, Kansas State. So it just... Wasn't working for us. Odds were against us. I mean, 28 to 10 at one point, and then they didn't even score another point the rest of the way. So just a tough loss overall. They're going to happen. That's the way the betting world is. Um, I'll tell you what, Rutgers had a nice win against uh, Indiana. Um, not the best teams, obviously, but uh, they actually stuck with one quarterback this time, V-Draw. Um, it's probably how you have to do it there. I mean, when you're constantly switching guys, they don't know – how are they supposed to, you know, get in a rhythm, get it, get it going in the game? You know, give them a feel for the game. They started. They know they're not coming out or anything unless they're doing really bad. But they held it together. They went down early, but uh, ended up uh, getting the win. I mean, this defense is good. Hopefully, it stays that way for years to come. Because uh, I always like a good defense, not always relying on the offense to score points. So it's good to have that. But we do need an offense and bad and quickly. But good one for them. They go four and three and have um, Nebraska coming up next week, which should be, turn out to be an all right game. Uh, I'm sorry, they don't have Nebraska. Who does Rutgers have? Oh, Minnesota, Minnesota, and they're plus fourteen. That's gonna be a good one. But uh, moving on, uh, one of the twelve o'clock games, Clemson against Syracuse. Syracuse uh, got out to a twenty-one ten lead at halftime, and you know. That defense is good, man. The ukulele couldn't do anything. I mean, he threw for 138 yards, two uh, two interceptions. I mean, Shipley was the real reason this team even did anything. I mean, he rushed for almost 200 yards himself for two touchdowns. And, uh, you know, they weren't really able to stop Schrader on the run. They 
Schrader, I mean, was scrambling all day on them and rushed for almost 100 yards. And, you know, he's a game manager when he's throwing the ball. He's not going to make a ton of mistakes. He had one interception, but uh, also had a touchdown. So, I mean, that Syracuse defense is good. Um, Clemson comes out with the win, though. Still undefeated. Uh, you know, I don't think they're going up against and doing well against any other top teams in the playoffs. So it'll definitely be a uh, tough road ahead for them as they move on. Um, LSU against Ole Miss. Ole Miss coming in undefeated. And, you know, the game started out Ole Miss took the lead early. I think it was 14 nothing at one point. And then LSU kind of just figured them out from there. It's, I mean, at halftime it was 20-17 to 17 Ole Miss. And Ole Miss didn't even score in the second half. LSU took the lead and ended up scoring 28 points in the um, third and fourth corner, fourth quarter together and took that one 45 to 20. Honestly, this team could score. I mean, they got a good offense. Uh, you know, I didn't think Jaden Daniels was going to be this good, but uh, you know, he's scrambling real well, rushed for over a hundred yards, three touchdowns. So he's first style. He's dual threat quarterback. So they got something cooking down there in LSU. It might be tough to beat them at home. Uh, for some of these teams, uh, Oklahoma State took on Texas, and what a what a falter by Texas. I mean, Texas was just all over them. Looked like the better team out there until the second half. I mean, they just didn't do anything in the second half. Viewers, I mean, which was absolutely terrible. Twenty or nineteen for forty nine, two touchdowns, three interceptions. Just too many turnovers, and you know you're throwing the goddamn ball way too much. I mean, you're rushing. For over 200 yards, Bijan had 140 himself. Like, what, what are you going away from that for? I mean, just stupid. Oklahoma State uh, ended up getting the win, outscored them, uh, Texas, 17-3 to in the second half. Spencer Sanders almost threw 400 yards. So, you know, I thought Texas defense was a lot better. Um, but, uh, I mean, we were on Oklahoma State. I don't really care, but... I'm just saying Texas probably should have played a lot better than they did. But Oklahoma State's got high-powered offense, and that still looks pretty good. Um, they're going to have a nice little test against Kansas State coming up next week. But uh, we got the one-unit win on that one. Uh, but those first three ones, LSU, we got the win. Clemson, we got the loss. Of course, in Kansas State, we lost. That was a game of the week. Um, took the two-lane under, and my God, this could have been... <laughs> Uh, the other way, like more the other way, it was just ridiculous. I mean, Tulane was up 35 to nothing at halftime. And they just called off the dogs to say, whatever, this is getting too embarrassing. And let Memphis score 28 points in the second half. And Tulane ended up winning 38 to 28, but definitely blew the, blew the under on that one, unfortunately. Um, next game was uh, Purdue against... Uh, Wisconsin at Wisconsin. I knew this was a trap all the way, and I still like Purdue there. Um, I mean, Wisconsin got out to a fast start, twenty-one nothing. Purdue's offense just couldn't really get it going. O'Connell, I mean, he threw for over three hundred yards, but struggled at first. I mean, threw three interceptions. Just can't be turning the ball over that much, unfortunately. Um, also, just rushing game was there, but. Wisconsin, just a methodical offense, ran the ball pretty well. Mertz, I mean, game managed 200 yards, throwing two TDs, no interceptions, though. They'll get you a win, and then playing in uh, Madison's always tough. So 
Fortunately, Purdue gets the loss on that one. Uh, Stanford at Arizona State. I mean, Stanford was the better team out there, no doubt. They just could not get the ball in the end zone for anything. I mean, they had five scores. They were all field goals. They ended up winning the game 15-14 and, of course, couldn't get us the cover, which was three. But they ended up winning the game. I mean, Shaw is – I don't know. I hope they're not bringing up any more NFL talk for this guy because I, I don't know how you do that. Like, you just cannot – win essentially you're just just a slow methodical offense that just can't score i mean this this guy threw mcgee almost threw the ball 60 times yeah, i don't know how that happens but um that brought us so uh, that was the recap for last week's um you know just gotta pick it up a little down right now 500 record but i have confidence we're i think i'm getting most of the right reads on these um, you know, Purdue and Tulane were bad ones, but the other ones were pretty close. I mean, Clemson didn't even show up. Ukulele just fortunately can't trust them against a good defense, so we'll move on. But uh, starting out with the games and uh, this week's picks for uh, – where are you on week nine? My God. Goes by fast. Goes by fast. But uh, TCU at West Virginia, West Virginia – Coming in plus seven and a half over under sixty nine, you know. Honestly, I'm just liking West Virginia in this spot. They had a look at a game against Texas Tech last week. Definitely didn't show up. Got smoked, and they're looking for a good bounce back game. And let's be honest, TCU has been lucky all these last few games. Quarterbacks going down, then playing backups. I mean, don't get me wrong, their offense was very good, but. I mean, Kansas State was owning that game last week, and TCU just didn't, uh, just didn't, they weren't vibing at first, and then I think they just got a couple momentum points. They were like, hey, we could actually win this thing, and they turned it the fuck up. But uh, TCU's defense is just not where uh, it used to be. I mean, where it needs to be for them to remain undefeated and actually win the Big 12. I just don't see it. Um, Kind of just a good look at the draw, but playing in Morgantown, which is always a good, loyal crowd, it'll be tough for them. Uh, they're coming off a few emotional, physically uh, exhausting games, and now traveling farther than usual to West Virginia. Um, it's not exactly in TCU's favor this game. And last week, I mean, like I said, I just they did not impress me. I don't see this team constantly just beating these teams, going undefeated. But I'm going against TCU again this week. I mean, I just think seven and a half points is a lot. I could even see West Virginia pulling the upset here. I mean, JT Bennett is not bad. I think they just had a tough go at it last week. Look at that spot. I just, uh, you know, they might just had a bad week that one. But uh, give me West Virginia for one unit plus seven and a half. Next up, uh, Oklahoma taking on Iowa State and Ames. Iowa State plus one over under 56. Um, you know, traveling to Ames is never easy. Iowa State's had some uh, pretty t- close, tough games. Defense has been rolling. Uh, Oklahoma coming off some tough games as well uh, when Dylan Gabriel was out, but they just got him back last week and beat Kansas. Definitely a different team with him and could help them out. Um, defense is still a question mark, but, I mean, the Sooners are in need of a win very badly here, especially a Big 12 conference game. Uh, Iowa State 
has been playing teams very tough all year. Um, like I said, good defense, but t- terrible offense. Uh, pretty much the opposite of Oklahoma. So it'll be shitty offense going up a shitty defense and a good offense against a good defense. But I like Oklahoma in this spot here, gaining some momentum, coming off a win versus Kansas. They have Gabriel back. Uh, Venables just needs to show something on defense. Um, yeah, you, know, you bring him in as the defensive-minded coach. Always had those um, good defensive teams over in Clemson. I mean, I get it's not really his team right now, or you know, guys he recruited. But you know, you gotta put some together some schemes that works in favor of these guys. Try to give them uh, a chance, and I think they will um, with uh, Gabriel at the helm now. Uh, but uh, I'm taking the Sooners, honestly, for minus one for one unit. I just think they get the win here. It'll be close. I think it'll be tough, but I think Oklahoma uh, has the experience. I mean, this is Oklahoma. We're talking here, Iowa State. You know, their quarterback is, has been having a pretty good year. They just can't get the ball in the end zone. And I don't know. I just don't think they're going to do it here. I think Sooners will get some scores to win it. Uh, but it's Sooners minus one for one unit. Boston College taking on UConn at UConn in East Hartford. UConn plus seven over under 44 and a half. Uh, BC just having a short travel here. Nice little, I guess, rivalry game we could call it. But uh, both teams, I mean, around 500, I think, uh, was BC two and uh, five. UConn three and five, surprisingly. UConn has some not bad wins. They're definitely not as terrible as they used to be. But, uh, you know, BC's definitely have a very disappointing season. You know, I thought this offense was going to be a lot better than what it has been. Jerkovich just, you know, the offensive line just isn't where it needs to be for them. Uh, very down year. Just can't beat anybody or get smoked by teams, too. Just can't get the ball in the end zone. Can't even get it moving. But, you know, you're going against another terrible team, UConn. I haven't seen a team like BC just yet. And I think BC can break it out against these bad teams. They've had experience, you know, beating bad teams. And this is what they have here. They've gone against Clemson and some other tough teams. So I could give them somewhat of a break here. Even Rutgers has a good, you know, running defense. But um, I think Jerkovich will have a good game against this team. Um, and defensive-wise, you know, they're not as bad. Definitely a lot better than their offense. Points allowed there in the top 30. And, uh, you know, offensive rank for UConn. They run the bell pretty well, but BC's defense isn't that terrible. I think they'll be able to hold them at bay. But I like I like BC here by the touchdown. I think they'll get the win. I think they should win by, I would think, by more than one score. I think they got this. But uh, give me BC for minus seven for one unit. Oregon. Taking on Cal, Berkeley, Cal, plus 17, over under five, 58. Oregon coming off that uh, hangover win against UCLA, biggest of the year, and clear favorite in the Pac-12 now. Uh, Oregon ranks number five in rushing offense, while Cal is 28th uh, defense against the run. Uh, you know, Oregon obviously has a very good passing game. Bo Nix has been having a great year so far. Um, you know, I just think Cal in this spot, they're coming off, well, Oregon's coming off a big win against UCLA, definitely a hangover win, like I mentioned, and I just, I don't know if they're going to be taking Cal as serious, because Cal, you know, hasn't had the best of games they've been playing down the competition, uh, I think Plummer's actually not that bad of a quarterback, I think they could step up this game, and it's at Cal, 
Um, and you know, Bo Nix struggles away. Well, that's his uh, his repertoire, so they say, uh, when he's playing away. And you know, Cal has a decent passing offense behind Plumber, and Oregon just came and has one of the worst passing defenses in football. Yeah, I think uh, Cal will be able to put up some points against them and actually keep this one close. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be a lot of back and forth, but even Oregon's offensive rushing rank is uh, top five, actually fifth in the country. But defensively, Cal's uh, rushing defense is 25th. So, you know, they they definitely could see, I mean, they're terrible in passing defense while Oregon's good. But like I said, Nick's away. Might be a little, might be a little tough for him. Uh, in-conference matchup, Cal definitely looking at this game, home game. I'm sure a lot of people will be there for them, so get them amped. I'm, I'm taking Cal as the underdogs here, plus 17 for one unit. I'm sorry, I'm, sorry, I'm taking them for two units, actually. Larry. I think they got this one. I think they'll cover. But uh, moving on to Cincy, Cincinnati at UCF. UCF minus one and a half. Over under 56. Uh, since he coming off that uh, win versus SMU, um, you know, they were controlling that whole game. Had the chance to break out, but uh, kind of kept SMU around. Didn't get the cover at three. I think it was, um, I think they won by two. Yeah, and the line was three. So they didn't cover, but, you know, this team's a little banged up. Wide receiver Tucker. Still banged up a little bit with his ankle. And uh, Bryant, their quarterback, is a little banged up. Nothing too impressive last week. I think they should have tore it up. But, you know, that's why I, one of the reasons I stay away because they're just a little banged up. And now they're traveling over to Central Florida. You know, Gus Malzahn's going to have this team up. He just got blown out by East Carolina. They're not looking to get embarrassed twice in, you know, two weeks back-to-back games, even at home right here. And Malzahn's been here before. He understands how big of a game this is for them in conference, going against one of the top teams in their conference. So I I, I like UCF here. I mean, their offense has been playing very well, top 10 in the nation, rushing offense. Um, I mean, you're going against a good Cincinnati defense, but definitely not what they used to be a year ago. Losing a few key guys definitely did not help. Um, and even... You know, playing away is never easy. I mean, offensively, this team could run the ball for UCF 6th in the nation and 38th in passing. So they have some tools out there, and they're going to be up for this one in conference rival. Cincinnati's definitely coming off a tough one, or coming off a couple, few tough games, ranked 20th in the country. And I just, I like UCF in this spot here. Give me them for. Uh, Minus one and a half for one unit. Kentucky at Tennessee, old Rocky Top, Tennessee minus 12, over under 61. Uh, Will Levis will be up for this game and for the Wildcats, getting back into the flow, coming off a bye week of getting healthier, uh, working off a nice win against Mississippi State. Um, but Kentucky's defense is good and can perform very well. Expecting a much better showing than what Alabama put on against Tennessee. Um, but it definitely helps having Levis back uh, in the mix of things. He could definitely sling it if you, you know, let him loose. I mean, they are the best part of this offense is their passing offense, and the worst part of this defense for Tennessee is their passing defense. It's just ranked so terribly. 
Uh, they could stop the run, but Kentucky doesn't really do that. So it's not, it's not really, you know, it's gonna, not going to be run first option for this Kentucky Wildcats offense. They're going to be Stoops knows what he's doing. I mean, he's a good coach. He'll have these guys up and ready. I just can't see twelve points. Tennessee blowing Kentucky out, especially Kentucky. I mean, Tennessee is ranked high in all offense, passing, and rushing, but this defense is top 25 in pretty much everything. I mean, they uh, accept, like, sacks. But, you know, they, they'll they be able to hold this team at bay. I know te- playing in Tennessee is going to be a tough test, but uh, I'm taking Kentucky here for one unit. I think they'll keep this one close within even one score. Um, maybe even... Sprinkle a little money on uh, on the money line, but uh, yeah, give me the Wildcats for what one unit plus twelve. Uh, there's a few other games that I like that I won't. I'll cover just a little bit, like Louisiana Tech minus six on Friday. They got a good passing offense, and you know them going against uh, FIU is absolutely terrible. I mean, at minus six, FIU's had a couple good wins lately, but I just think six points isn't enough. Um, t- and especially because you're playing in Florida International. It's going to be a warm, nice Miami night, and nobody's even going to be there. It's not really even much of a f- home field advantage. But uh, I'm going with Louisiana Tech minus six. I'll post that. Um, UAB mm, taking on. No, I'm sorry. I'm looking at UTEP taking on Middle Tennessee State. Uh, UTEP minus one and a half. They've been playing well lately. Middle Tennessee State just, you know, they're not a very good team at all. And UTEP, I think, is starting to get a mix of things. I like them early on in this year, and they're starting to get it together. I know they had a couple offensive guys they lost, and I just think they, uh, they're they getting it together here. I'm probably going to take them. Line's already moving a little bit. Eh, I guess, yeah, a little bit in their favor, but minus two and a half, I would take that. I think that's what I'm going to go. Um, Middle Tennessee State's just, I mean, all they could do is pass. And UTEP's passing defense is actually really good. And their defense is just absolutely terrible for Middle Tennessee State. They don't stop anybody. Their one saving grace is just beating Miami, which looked good. And that was pretty much it. And then there's UAB minus five going up against uh, Florida Atlantic. I mean, UAB could just run the shit out of the ball. Top 10 um, in rushing offense in the country, 15th in yards per play, and FE just plays no defense. Terrible against the pass, rushing, yards per play, points. Just not good overall. Uh, playing down in FAU might be a slight advantage, but even, even UAB's defense isn't that bad. Uh, the only thing they're... A little poor in is rushing uh, defense, and FAU can run the ball, but I'm expecting UAB just to run away with this. I mean, I think five points is just nothing too scary where I don't think UAB would cover it, so I'll probably take UAB minus five, one unit, but obviously tune in Saturday where you get everything. Uh, UCLA or Stanford traveling to UCLA, UCLA minus 16, you know, I think UCLA, they're coming off a tough loss to Oregon away from home. They're going to look for a bounce-back win here. And Stanford just can't put the ball in the end zone. I mean, Arizona State, they they score five field goals, no touchdowns. They just they can't score in the red zone. I mean, they had McGee there. 
And he's just he's he could throw the ball, but they just don't have the high powered offense to even keep up with this UCLA offense too. I mean, it's gonna be a lot of scoring for UCLA. UCLA doesn't play much defense at all. But Stanford's offense is just so slow and they're just not high powered at all for this Pac twelve. And I think that's one of the reasons why they're not keeping up. I mean, it's one thing if your defense was good and could hold um these offenses, but they're just not even doing that. And this game's away in Southern California. UCLA doesn't have much of a home field advantage. Barely anybody even goes to these games, but I like UCLA here. I know this is a big game for them. I I think they just understand that they're going to look for a blowout here, and I think they're going to do it. But uh, taking UCLA minus 16 for one unit. So that'll be it for all the plays. And just to recap, Louisiana Tech, Minus six for one unit. West Virginia, plus seven and a half, two units. That will most likely, hmm, um, between that one and uh, Cal for the game of the week, which I'll uh, obviously post and let you guys know. But West Virginia is plus seven and a half, two units. Oklahoma, minus one, one unit. Boston College, minus seven for one unit. UCF, minus one and a half, one unit. Cal, plus 17, two units. Kentucky, plus 12, one unit. UAB minus five one unit, UTEP minus two and a half for one unit, and then UCLA minus 16 for one unit. All right, hopefully you have a good week this week. Let's win some money. Thanks.